Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Email todaycb at rte.ie. In the week of St. Patrick's Day and with 14 nominations at the Oscars last night, it looked like the stars had aligned for a big Irish victory at the Dolby Theatre in Los Angeles. It didn't quite work out like that. Now, there were two wins for the Irish. The Northern Irish film An Irish Goodbye won Best Live Action Short and Richard Bainham won his second Oscar for visual effects on the movie Avatar. Well, I'm joined on the line now from LA by Aoife Barry, Assistant News Editor with the Journal.ie and in the studio by Gráinne Humphreys, Festival Director of the Dublin International Film Festival, who watched the awards last night and who, by the way, hasn't slept since the awards <laughs> last night. <laughs> Gráinne, thank you very much for being here and for staying up. But Aoife Barry, um, you are enjoying, I hope, some of the glitz and glamour over there. I know you were in the winner's press room and you saw all the stars after their, their wins. So let's start with the Irish wins that we did have. How delighted were the stars of An Irish Goodbye? Yeah, they were so happy and it was so nice seeing them come into the room because, you know, we'd been there, you know, you could start getting ready at like like 12 o'clock or whatever and you're in the winner's room from, I was there from about half past one to 2 p.m. Um, You know, before the red carpet starts, you're waiting hours and then, you know, as the time is ticking down, we were realising, oh, no, no Irish wins yet and then um, an Irish goodbye wins and it was just really good to see them in there because the last time I'd seen them was at the Oscar Wilde event and so that was before it all happened and they were all getting excited and then it became a reality. They had their Oscars in, in their hands and they were well able for the press that were in there. They were absolutely fantastic. Great. No, they seem to handle it handle it really really well you know just the right amount yeah. of, of modesty and delight and uh, and a lovely thank you speech as well up on the stage apart from that who's yeah, stood happy birthday. and the happy birthday of course yes yeah. the, the lovely happy birthday moment for James uh, Martin on his big night in LA his birthday and an Oscar win but Eva who stood out at the ceremony for their acceptance speech across the board it was really, you know, a day, I think, for women, particularly Michelle Yeoh. I mean, she was the first Asian woman to win the Best Actress Gong. And, um, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis from the same film, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which got seven Oscars. I mean, that was like it was the big night for Everything Everywhere All at Once. The two of them, I think, were really interesting because you have two women who are in, who are in their 60s winning um, Oscars. You also have Michelle Yeoh, like I said there, being the first Asian woman. And Michelle in particular was speaking, and she spoke about this too in the winner's room, about the idea of being seen and being heard as an Asian woman and I think that that message was just so strong you know she's saying don't let people tell you that you're not in your prime which of course was, was harking back to other um, news events that, that had happened recently but I think their their comments about kind of you know being there being seen being heard was just really powerful I think and as well Kihi Kwan who is also from everything ever all, all at once who won Best Supporting Actor he was somebody who had you know retreated from Hollywood who came over from Vietnam as a child spent some time in a refugee camp um, and he was someone I think who really did not think that he was going to get back to to his acting career and did and he was so excited I mean he was excited on stage and then when he came into the winner's room he literally jumped up and down 
on stage several times. He had that lovely moment as well with Harrison Ford on stage, didn't he? Yeah, he did. They were, you know, reunited and there's a lot of um, memes going around, you know, comparing a photograph of them, you know, how many years ago, about 30, 40 years ago to now to them to embrace to them embracing. And he's someone who, you know, his energy was really, really palpable, you know, and the, you know, I think it was just a lovely moment to see that it was real Hollywood, I think, to see his story. He kept saying that it's, you know, it's like a movie, the fact that I'm here on stage winning an Oscar. He couldn't believe it. So I think that was that was particularly something that captured people. And Brendan Fraser as well, even if if you weren't a fan of the movie I think people were really a fan of him he got basically a standing ovation when he came into the the winner's room and um, you could really tell who people really really liked he got such a great reception and he was very emotional mm-hmm. uh, on stage too Jamie Lee Curtis I just want to go back to her for a minute because mm. her parents uh, Tony Curtis and Janet Lee they were both nominated weren't they uh, in on previous occasions yeah, they didn't Oscars. they didn't win and didn't she look up to heaven and say we won an Oscar yeah like she's in a very unusual position yeah. in that both her parents had previously been nominated. Exactly. Like she's talked before about how she is a Nepo baby. You know, she is Hollywood royalty. I mean, she's someone who has had such a long career. Like I said, her parents, two iconic actors as well as as well. And the fact that she has won, you know, in a way, I suppose the award could be seen, um, you know, as a lifetime achievement award in a way or as a career award, shall, shall we say. Um, and it was was something that maybe people weren't expecting I think for this particular film for her mm-hmm. um, but she's she's very gracious person and she's very also really chatty and talkative she loves being in the limelight she was well able to get up get up there chat away you know um, on stage and then also chat away in the winner's circle she was even in the winner's room she was even chatting you know we had some virtual people who were talking kind of just you could just hear their disembodied voices um, some journalists and she was just even chatting away to them being like oh I wish you were in, in the room and you know you don't get the catering and and all the exciting stuff they get here. So she's really funny as well. She kind of brings things back down to earth as much as she is Hollywood royalty too. Well, Eva, I have Gráinne Humphreys here with me as well from the Dublin International Film Festival. Good morning, Gráinne. Good morning, how are So you? how are you after all that? Because look, let's just be honest, we had 14 in. We expected to do better than the two that we were delighted we got them, but we did expect to do a little bit better, didn't we? We did. And, and I suppose in a way, what was also really interesting about the night is that you start off with these huge expectations and then you feel like every one award that we didn't get is being grabbed away from you. Do you know what I mean? And then suddenly the momentum started heading towards all quiet and heading towards everything everywhere and suddenly you start going, oh no, what's going to happen? <laughs> and it, it is interesting because the momentum becomes part of it. It's a long ceremony. I think it was three hours and 30 minutes this year. So generally around the halfway point it started being, oh no, oh no, what's going to happen? Is there anything? Are the goodie bags, you know, what, what kind of emotion are we left with? I did feel early on we were getting indications certain awards were just going in particular directions and I think you know when Kerry Condon was robbed we suddenly all started going oh no maybe the predictions are going the wrong way I think the other thing is is it felt like a very conservative very safe um, ceremony and in that sense I wondered whether or not there were certain ones we hoped would be surprises or shocks including on Colleen Kuhn and when that didn't happen it felt a tiny bit like we were watching a very safe very well orchestrated designed ceremony where a lot of things were going to go the way people expected Mm -hmm. and I actually wanted slaps and wanted controversy and wanted all of those things that in a way have marred previous ones so in the end as I said we didn't win and I didn't have any huge stories to come home with. And yeah. as Aoife said, the happy, happy birthday moment was one of the few moments of genuine kind of improvised emotion. 
And that's what I, that's what I think is brilliant moment. about it. But you know, I mean, I know we're, we're disappointed for Banshees and we're disappointed for Uncanny and Kuhn, but there are huge movies. You can imagine how the people behind Elvis are feeling, the people behind Fablemans are feeling Tar. Today. Yes, yes, absolutely. Tar. Kate Blanchett was, I thought, a shoe That's what everybody was saying. That was the momentum. That's when you suddenly started going that, you know, when screenplay, for instance, was robbed from Banshees and given to everywhere, we suddenly went on, oh, hold on, now this is just going in one direction. Everyone else might head for the bar. I think the other thing is is that the Kate Blanchett thing was really interesting in that, you know, she had been so, uh, you know, ubiquitous on all the carpets. She had been the one that everyone was nominating. And yet Michelle Yeoh, as Aoife pointed out, had this huge love and warmth towards the fact that she had contributed to so many films for so long. And it felt like that was what the, fe- the ceremony was about yeah. was rewarding people who had been there for many years and gone unrewarded whether they were Brendan Fraser or Ki Huan Huan or whether it was um, Michelle Yeoh and, and in reality it wasn't actually that much about you know new or innovative cinema which is actually probably what you know everywhere is, is kind of masquerading as as much as Ooh, rewarding You do people. not like that film do you? I, I, I like it but I don't hugely want it to win everything I think it was a year where don't to win everywhere all, uh, everything. all at once <laughs> exactly <laughs> give us a couple I mean I think we deserved I think that's the true of Tar and possibly even fair to, to say about Elvis you know I think there were other you know even um, Top Gun got an award which is kind of great and fantastic but I think one of the reasons why it won so many awards is that it liked, uh, like Top Gun uh, everywhere had brought people back to the cinema it had been running since last March a year Claire that film has been in cinemas yes new so it, audience it's like a, a thank you from the Academy to it's those It's a thank you for films. new audiences. Yeah. It's about diversity. It's two guys. Most of the people who got up to get their Oscars had not won awards before. I mean, there was this incredible new influx of nominees. And, and very definitely this film benefited from that. You know, anyone who'd had a couple of nominations before, poor Steven Spielberg. Everyone talking about how he was no. going. John Williams is going to be the oldest nominee. What was it 53 previous nominee in, nominations? You know, everything there was old guard old establishment you know the the Hollywood of the past whereas everywhere was definitely positioning itself as new cinema new worlds new languages martial arts emotional stories about immigration and and you know the kind of rich cultures uh, in in new cinema and, in and new Hollywood and listen um, you were watching I know with some of the crew from the Banshees of, of Inishirin which uh, I'm sure was lovely up to a it point was, <laughs> it was lovely until, well no actually they were amazing and they really made a personal. Uh, do you want to hear my favourite part of the entire night? Go for was it. Was Jenny. When Jimmy came out, brought on Jenny and said, you know, this is uh, Jenny from, from Banshees and literally the row behind me went, that's not Jenny. <laughs> that's not Jenny. And to me, that was what it was all about. It was I'm taking delighted to hear show. that. Yeah. Because when I heard that this morning when I was coming in, I thought they did not fly that donkey, <laughs> did they? I mean, I, belie- I was in there, hook, line and sinker. Eva, did people buy it that that was the real Jenny? I initially did, but I think I was probably oh, just being a bit stupid. Thank God for that. It felt like I was on my own. I was own. Overtaken, <laughs> overtaken by the glamour of the whole thing there in the in the hotel room. And how did people um, react yeah. to that, to the, to the donkey coming on stage? Um, well, I, I think in the winner's room it was a little bit muted because, to be honest, people are doing about a million different things. So you, it's okay. so funny. You have some people who are paying a load of attention to who's on stage and some people who are watching the thing. But it was really, it was a funny moment. I think the, the strange Irish joke, so about the Irish fighting and all that sort of stuff. I know, what that is went that? over a lot of heads. That was very annoying. And it was Saturday stupid, Night yeah. Live at yeah. the weekend as well, which people oh, might have horrendous. seen because that clip has been flying around on social media. I mean, what is that about, Croy? That's just... 
stupid. It's not even offensive. It's stupid now. Mm-hmm. But day. didn't Colin have the best response? I thought that was absolutely brilliant when Jimmy Kimmel was doing yeah. that wandering around the audience and he stopped and, you know, made that kind of got comment about Joey and having a question. And Colin literally just turned around and said, watch Saturday Night Live. It was a brilliant, brilliant response. Him. And again, that improvised quality was what I felt was missing. Do you know what I mean? And actually, it's lovely that it was the Irish that gave it. Yes. You know, it was it was uh, Richie with his uh, his um, little bit of Irish. And then you also had, as I mm-hmm. said, happy birthday. And it felt like that's what it needed. It needed, I mean, there's some great speeches. When he, do you remember Natu Natu, who actually sang his um, yeah. thank you speech to the tune of the Carpenters, I think? So there were some lovely <laughs> speeches, but they were quite orchestrated and rehearsed I yes. thought so it was lovely with those little slivers of person good for Colin good for Colin Farrell uh, saying that because I'm sure Aoife have you heard much about that about the response to the Saturday Night Live sketch I was really glad to see that he addressed it because I was wondering I had it as my question if he had had a surprise win I was like maybe he'll get a win or if the Banshees had won um, I had on my list I really wanted to ask him about it because I just thought it was really important because there they were you know being awarded in terms of just even being nominated by the Academy and then at the same time SNL which had had Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson on it last year um, or not too long ago you know kind of mocking them and making fun of them so I think they're clearly aware of how they're seen and I think it was really good that they did that I mean I don't think they'll say anything else beyond that because in a way they don't want the kind of stray sound effect of drawing yes. more attention to what was said. But everybody online who was Irish, I think yesterday on Twitter was up in arms over it. So yes. I don't think SNL will be doing that again. Anytime and people soon. and people who weren't Irish as well um, sensibly saw yes, how silly quite. it was. Listen, tell me about yeah. um, the, the glamour side of it because obviously the stars are all in their finery. But as a journalist recover, uh, covering this as well, do you have to do that? Do you have to like put the sequins on and the evening gown and... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do. It's really, and you know what? It's really bizarre because it seems really glamorous because they, they send you all loads of emails. It's a machine, you know, they send you loads of emails saying you must be in formal wear. You have to, you can't wear a gown above the knees. You can't wear this, can't wear that. And you're thinking, okay. And there's some people, some journalists absolutely just looked unbelievable. They dressed absolutely up to the nines. It was really gassing everybody and looking great. But you're in a hotel conference room. <laughs> so at the same time, you've got all this glitz and glam, but you're working and, you know, everybody over the laptops and they're doing live broadcasts literally next to you and then up on the stage you see Jamie Lee Curtis and you're like oh hang on I'm in Hollywood and Jamie Lee Curtis is like you know <laughs> 10 feet away from me and I have to follow the story so it's a really cool like it's such a bucket list experience and it's it's great to do that you know never expecting that you get to do it there's people there in the room who've done it every single year and it must feel very like normal for them but for the likes of myself it was so exciting to get to actually experience that and to get dressed up I think makes it feel that extra bit bit of fun too. Well thank you very much Aoife for talking to us this morning and Gráinne thank you for staying awake very well. <laughs> after a very long <laughs> night and we really appreciate you being here that's uh, Aoife Barry from thejournal.ie and Gráinne Humphreys who's the festival director at the Dublin International Film Festival. Now it's all about next year isn't it? We all move on to the next one. Uh, Thank you both very much for joining us this morning. Now, I just want to bring you a Gary Lineker statement because we were telling you at the start of the programme that the BBC and Gary Lineker have come to some sort of a a truce over what happened over the course of the weekend. And he's issued a statement on Twitter, ironically. After a few surreal days, he says, I'm 
delighted that we've navigated our way through this. I want to thank you all for the incredible support, particularly my colleagues at BBC Sport, for the remarkable show of solidarity. Football is a team game, but their backing was overwhelming. I've been presenting sport on the BBC for almost three decades, and I'm immeasurably proud to work with the best and fairest broadcaster in the world. I cannot wait to get back in the match of the day chair on Saturday. A final thought. However difficult the last few days have been, it simply doesn't compare to having to flee your home from persecution or war to seek refuge in a land far away. It's heartwarming to have seen the empathy towards their plight from so many of you. We remain a country of predominantly tolerant, welcoming and generous people. Thank you. Now, I wonder, does that breach any guidelines, new or old? I'm sure we'll find out and we'll talk about that a little bit more later on in the programme. Now, though, a quick break. Text 51551. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.